Welcome to the Average Joe Theology Show. I'm Hunter Harrison. And I'm Levi Sanders. And we are two Average Joes. On today's episode, we're going to be talking Sola Fide. But before we dive into that, Levi, what you been up to, man? Um, nothing much, just working. <laughs> same old, same old. I feel like we're going to have this pretty much the same uh, beginning every time, because for right now, that's pretty much all either one of us yeah. does is work. What have you been up um, to? Uh, let's see, work, youth work. group. That's work, <laughs> yeah. Work, that's youth group, work. That's about it, man. School. Um, yeah. Um, we talked last week a little bit about uh, some opportunities that I had. Yeah, I was going to work you. to witness. Um, since we recorded the last episode, and honestly, since the last time I saw you, um, or well, I talked about it in Sunday school, but you were teaching the youth, so you didn't get to hear my story. But I had another opportunity after work uh, to witness to somebody who I've known. Who I've, I've all of these people that I've witnessed to, I've been working with for several years, which is kind of weird, just because like I've known them, I've known them for a while, and it's yeah. just now getting to a point where um, I'm able to to have those kind of conversations. Honestly, it's sometimes they bring it up, and I'm like, yeah, let's go ahead and get into that. Let's Sweet. let's talk about that stuff. Um, and so she, we went, we were out, clocking out of work, and we had been talking about some things going on in her life, and. Uh, we got out to the parking lot and the conversation just kind of continued and then it kind of turned into a conversation about God and um, I got to, you know, talk about Jesus and why I think that, you know, obviously the why God is real and why I think G- faith in Christ is so important and, yeah. and how it shapes how it shapes the way that I view the world, how it shapes the way that I try to live my life. And, um, I mean, it was, it was a really beneficial conversation, I felt like. Um, and then she had texted me later that night saying that, you know, she really appreciates what I was saying and that she said that I, I, I tend to challenge the way that she thinks about things and she appreciates that because I feel like sometimes, I mean, we all can be this way where we, we surround ourselves with like-minded people. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good thing. I mean, you sh- should be surrounded with people who are going to encourage you and so on and so forth. But it's good to have some, some dissenting voices because it kind of challenges you to yeah. say, you know, you can... You can be firm in what it is that you believe in. So um, it was it was a really beneficial conversation, and i I was telling I was telling Monica uh, we were talking about it, and I was saying that like thank God that I am as mature as I am because I've I've yet to be stumped, and that's not to like brag, but they they come to me with questions, and I'm like oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. Yeah. I have a great answer for you, yeah. and and. I always, I do my best to always point it back to Christ. I'm like, well, this because Jesus, this because Jesus, yeah. because Jesus. And so it's, it's been such an amazing time. Um, part of me is like, I kind of hate that I'm about to leave because he's opened all these doors and I'm witnessing to all these people. Just the other day, a manager that I've worked with for years, she sat down and uh, we were eating lunch and she was like, she's like, Hunter, you'd be proud of me. And I was like, oh Yeah. She was like, yeah, me and my boyfriend, we started reading the Bible. And I was like, 
That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's awesome. Those were those were words that I just never expected to hear. Not necessarily out of her, but that's just not conversation that we have in the break room. Right, yeah. And then it turned into a conversation with like four or five people about God and about the Bible and I was like, What is going on right now? So yeah. that was that was awesome. God God is God is awesome, man. I tell you. I every day I'm like what are you What are you gonna give me today, Lord? What are you gonna give me today? You never know. Though. He may be opening those doors because you're about to leave. Yeah, maybe to open other doors. Or who yeah. knows? So, and then I'm I'm That's hoping awesome, to man. to try to keep the lines of communication with these people. Yeah, definitely. After the fact, and and try to check in on them, and obviously be praying for them, and you know that kind of thing. Make sure they're still uh, inquisitive. Awesome. So, yeah. So it's been good, man. It's been real good. So well, great. <laughs> All right, you uh, you want to go ahead and get into Sola Fide? Or? Sure, yeah, let's do it. No so, no hot takes today? No hot takes. <laughs> okay, so, maybe, maybe next time. So last week we talked <laughs> about, um, what did we talk about last week? Sola Scriptura. Yes, Sola Scriptura. It's been a long week, folks. So we talked about Sola Scriptura, the, the most foundational of the five solas, because mm-hmm. all the rest of the doctrines come from Scripture. Right. But... Sola Fide has been referred to as the doctrine on which the church stands or falls. The the most um, foundational or, or the most important doctrine to come out of the Reformation. Mm-hmm. And it's not say, to say that it started in the Reformation. Obviously, today we're going to read a lot of, of the doctrine of Sola, er, Sola Fide and by faith alone mm-hmm. from Scripture. So it didn't yeah. start in, in Reformation times. They just re-emphasized it mm-hmm. because it had been lost. Right. Um, but the the idea of sola fide is that it's by faith alone that we're justified or that we're counted righteous mm-hmm. before God. That that is the only way we achieve salvation um, and we don't achieve it, but that's the only way that we receive salvation right. is through faith alone. It's the only way that we're reconciled to God. Exactly. So I think the, the place that we start would be what is faith? What is it? All right. So... Um, Today I've just got a lot of different scriptures to dive into instead of as well. instead of just a bunch of random yeah, quotes or anything. Right. So so that's always a good thing. Quoting where it came from. Exactly. So today I want to start in Hebrews 11. And if you look at Hebrews 11, I think it, it, it starts off with defining what faith is, what genuine faith is. Because I think um, there's a lot of modern understandings of faith mm-hmm. and even modern understandings of faith that are taught in yeah. the church that may be misconstrued or misunderstood. Mm -hmm. So Hebrews 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So there's two key words there, assurance and conviction. So I think in most modern understandings of faith, assurance wouldn't wouldn't be one of the words brought up, right? So you think of like, what most people say when they talk about faith or what you see on TV, it's like take a leap of faith, right? Mm. Like just a blind leap. Sure. But that's not assurance. Right. You're just you're just taking, taking a, a blind leap. Blind leap. Yeah, that that's not Christian faith. Mm-hmm. That's not the faith that the Bible talks about that saves you. What it is is an assurance. Mm-hmm. It is a confident trust that, that Christ is who he says he is, mm-hmm. that he did what he said he would do, and that God fulfilled the promises that he made. 
you, you're, it's a confident trust in God and who he is and what he has done through Christ Jesus that we can have salvation mm-hmm. and that it's going to work. It's a, it's a hope. It's an assurance of things. Uh, what's it say here? An assurance of things hoped for. So uh, an assurance of things to come that, that God is going to do what he promised us. He's going to do. It's a mm-hmm. conviction of things that are not seen things yeah. that we haven't seen yet. And that goes to the Old Testament. You're, you're going to talk about Abraham here in a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Abraham was still saved by faith mm-hmm. in in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, even though it hadn't happened yet. It was in a, a conviction of things not seen and a, an assurance of things hoped for. It was, it was his faith in God's promises and the character of God and who he was that, that saved him. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to define faith because I think yeah. a, lot to, a lot of times it gets misunderstood it's not blind hope or just like a a hope that it's going to come true and you just don't know you're just taking a blind leap Mm -hmm. it's it's a confident trust in christ and his work on the cross right and i think the reason why uh this doctrine is so important is because like you you said it's it's the doctrine on which the church stands or falls yeah and the reason for that is that this is this is how we become right with god exactly it's the it's our faith in his promises that's that's what saves us it's nothing it's nothing else nothing it's strictly else. based on our faith and that's um, what frees us to live by faith mm-hmm. to live a life of obedience it right. is our faith in in god and the righteousness that is given to us mm-hmm. through that faith like ephesians 2 uh, 8 says for by grace you have been saved through faith. Through faith. Through faith. Yep. That's that's the key that's the key verse there. A lot of times uh, I feel like people will point to when when talking about faith alone because that's a great I mean it And what does it say? Very, Not read very clearly uh, lays it out. Uh, continuing from, through verse 8 says and this is not your own doing it is the gift of God not a result of works so that no one may boast for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So we walk in the good works in, in obedience because right. of the righteousness that of, we were given right. by faith. Through our faith. Yes, yes absolutely. Um, I guess I could go ahead and talk about, uh, we, can, we can look at Romans 4 because you had mentioned about uh, Abraham. And this is, this is obviously Paul's letter to the Romans. Um, and he, he's speaking about Abraham's faith. And, and the title of this section in, in my, my Bible says that Abraham justified by faith. So I'm going to read uh, verses 1 through 12 here. <clears throat> what then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather according to the flesh? For if, for if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him, who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness, just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. Is this blessing then only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? For we say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. And I'm going to come back to verse 10 in a minute. But 
It says, How then was it counted to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? It was not after, but before he was circumcised. He received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. The purpose was to make him the father of all who believe without being circumcised so that the righteousness would be counted to them as well, and to make him the father of the circumcised who are not merely circumcised but who also walk in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. And so I, I have pointed to Romans 4, obviously because it's a great passage about being of justification by faith yeah. alone, um, but I had watched a sermon, and the point that he was making was that um, this this is about our peace with God. Again, this is our how we are reconciled to God. And it was, he points out in, in verse 10, like I said, that I come back to, it says, How then was it counted to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? It was not after, but before. So before any kind of work was faith, before... Before Abraham did anything, before circumcision, before the uh, story of Isaac on the altar, before the law was given to Moses, the first thing that Abraham had was faith in God. Yep. And through that, he was justified. So that's that's why it's so important to emphasize faith alone, because that's that's what's going to come first. Yeah. And then everything else will come through through our our saving faith. So. You want to take the take well, the scripture wheel here. I mean, I was just going to continue in that section you just read. If you if you look at verse um, three through five, right? It says, "For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now, to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due." So, you, you he's talking about Abraham who was under the law. Mm-hmm. Well, not yet, but like he's talking about the Israelites, right? And the, the basically to anyone who would work, who would try to work to achieve that salvation or to, to work to achieve right standing with God, mm-hmm. if he achieved it, it wouldn't be by grace, right? It would just be something that he earned. Through his own works. Yes. Right. But we know that nobody could ever do that. Right. And, and the only, he says, the wages that he would get for his works mm-hmm. would just be what, what are his, what is his due, right? Mm-hmm. That, that would be what he received based on his work. That's what his wage is, right? Right. But we read the other week in Ephesians mm-hmm. that the wages of our sin is, is death. death. That the wages right. for what we actually did for our actual right. actions what we're all due. are death. Right. But by grace, because of faith, the one to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. So by our faith, then we are counted as righteousness. So let's read, if you just flip right before that, to Romans 3, verse 21. Let's read it out there for a minute. So it says, But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, for there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. 
So what does that mean? It's exactly what we've been talking about, right? The law and the prophets bear witness to um, the righteousness of God, Mm -hmm. right? To say, here is the law. Mm -hmm. Here's what it means to be righteous. Mm -hmm. You can never achieve this. Right. The law can never be completed until God himself came in the flesh and fulfilled the law. Right. In Jesus Christ. Verse 28 says, For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Yes, exactly. So so nobody could do the works of the law except Jesus. Right. Who fulfilled them. And then God, it says, God put forward as a propitiation by Mm -hmm. his blood. So to propitiate, I looked it up on Google because I didn't even really (laughs) know what, I mean, that's a big word, right? (laughs) It is a big word. To propitiate is to, come back into right standing with a God, Mm. right? So we were separated by God because of Mm -hmm. our sin, but God put forward Jesus who fulfilled the law, Mm -hmm. who lived perfectly. And and we've all sinned and we've been separated by God. But because of grace, because of the gift of Jesus Christ, it says God put him forward that we may be put Mm. back into right standing with God through his blood, right? Mm. And how do we receive that? How are we propitiated with God? How do we come back into right standing with God through Christ's blood? It says to be received by faith. By faith. By faith. Mm-hmm. We are then, we, we put that assurance, that, that confident trust in Christ's work on the cross, and we are brought back into relationship with God. We are put back mm-hmm. in right standing. And that's right. because God, I think a lot of times people say, you know, if you're saved, your sins are just forgotten. Mm-hmm. Your sins are just right. gone. Your sins aren't forgotten. No. Jesus paid for them. Jesus bore the wrath for our sin. Right. They're not just in our place. Gone. For, they're just they don't just disappear. Right. Jesus suffered the wrath for those mm-hmm. because God is is just. God is righteous. And for his just nature to be fulfilled for for us for God to or for Jesus to propitiate us. Right? He had to be perfect fulfill the law mm-hmm. and then he had to die and bear the wrath for our sin because that right. wrath had to be had to be given had to be paid somewhere. it had to be paid right and jesus paid for it to bring us back in right standing with god by his blood mm-hmm. and we receive that by faith in what he has done right i think it's important to highlight what you just said about faith you said you use the words confident trust yeah so some people can say like well i believe in god so what's the problem okay we can we can say that we believe in god but that to to hear someone say that they believe in god that in of itself does not save that person they have they have to have that confident trust in the promises of god in the work that christ did on our behalf yeah that's that's what saves a person so that I, I like those words that you use. I like, I like confidence. And we trust. talked about that on the gospel episode, that just an mm-hmm. intellectual belief that Jesus is who he says right. he is and, and that, that he was real and that he did stuff right. doesn't, doesn't save you. Right. Because, the, because Scripture says that the devil and the demons right. believe in God. They believe right. that he's real, that mm-hmm. he sent Jesus and Jesus was who he says he was right. and died and Absolutely. rose and ascended. They believe that. But they don't put a confident trust right. in Christ right. to save them. Right. I've heard I've heard someone say they said, you know, oh, I believe God is real. I believe Jesus was real. Okay, cool, but what is what does that mean for you? Yes. Do you you believe that they're real, but do you believe in them? Do you have that confident trust in them? 
I would say so here's in that another, scenario. Here's no. another scripture. Sorry. I was I just saying in that scenario, it would probably know. So yeah, exactly. we got to share the, share the gospel with them. And here's another, another scripture verse that goes exactly with what we're talking about. So this is Philippians 3, Ooh, 8 a good one. and 9. Okay. So Paul, Paul's writing here and he says, uh, and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law. He didn't earn it. He didn't do any kind of actions. Right. As you said, Abraham was justified by faith before he ever did anything. Mm-hmm. Right? Paul didn't get a righteousness of his own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness that from God that depends on faith, that depends on mm-hmm. that confident trust. The righteousness of God is then given to us to free us to live in that righteousness, mm-hmm. right? Then we're not trying to earn our salvation. Right. We're trying to, we, we want to live a life of obedience to please God mm-hmm. because of the righteousness we've already been given. Right. It's not we've, trying get, to we've been it. given that that desire to to exactly. love and serve God and to, to share the gospel with people and every, everything that that entails. We've been given, we've been given that desire. Our heart has been softened and our lives have been transformed we are a a new creation through our faith in christ yeah exactly so um i guess is there anything else you want to talk about before we take a break uh we can go ahead and take a break okay we will take a short break as always and we will be right back Okay, welcome back to the Average Theology Show. We took a break. Um, not really. We sat here the whole time. We just had to repress the button on the camera. Okay, so now, so, so we're talking about soul fide, by faith alone. We've already read a lot of scripture, but yes, I've got one more. Yes, to dive and into. The, the the reason we read so much scripture is because again, that's that's where we get it from, yeah. and we're we're wanting to paint a, a biblical picture of this. And then that way, if you ever encounter somebody, because I know, I mean, it's happened to me before when someone tries to push back on certain things. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> when, Nothing. when people start to push back on certain things, you can say, well, here's here's scripture that indicates why this is, why sola fide is true or such and such. Yeah. So. <laughs> I just, I never want anybody to say, well, Levi said this. Right. Or Hunter said this. Right. I want him to say, well, the Bible says the this. The Bible. God says. Yeah, exactly. Right. Who gives a crap what Levi says? Who gives a crap what Hunter says? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Nobody. So let's get into this last scripture here. This one gets me fired up, okay? Galatians oh, no. 2. Oh, man. Okay, starting in verse 16. We're going to read through 21, okay? So this, is, this one, once again, just beaten to death. The doctrine of sola fide. And really, it's funny because all the passages that we've talked about really sum up all the solas. Sola mm-hmm. fide, sola sure. gratia, yeah, They're sola all Christus, sprinkled in through Gloria, all of them. All of it. Right. That's all of them. Like if we wanted to, we could use the just the same scripture for this whole sola series. Yeah, we could. Just read the same passages we and could. be like, well, here's all of them <laughs> all at once. So here is Galatians 2, 16 through 21. Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. Okay, that's what we've been saying already. But let's continue. 
So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. But if in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we were too found to be sinners, is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. Good stuff. Whoa. Okay, so let's get into it. So, once again, he's just saying, only through faith in Christ Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross are we justified. We are given the righteousness of Christ. We are given the righteousness of God Mm -hmm. because of his sacrifice on the cross. Right. Because... If it says, in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we were too found to be sinners, is Christ then a servant of sin? Well, no, he's not a servant of sin. Christ bore our sin and mm-hmm. died. Our sinful, our sins and our sinful, sinful lives were crucified with Jesus. Right. He says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That Christ now lives through us because we are given his righteousness. Right. Okay. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. So this is the whole reason that Christ died, mm-hmm. was so that through faith in him, we're given his righteousness. Right. He, has, he has laid himself down, gave his life for our sinful lives, mm-hmm. right? We can't fathom it. Right. No, we by can't. grace completely, Christ just took our sins, even though he he fulfilled the whole law and get, gave us his righteousness. And because of that, we're free to live. Mm-hmm. He says, the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the son of God. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to say faith is the instrument through which we are justified, mm-hmm. through which we are given the righteousness of God, the righteousness of Christ. Mm-hmm. OK, it's the bridge we cross over right. to get to salvation. I've always liked the illustration where we'll we'll say that when God looks at us, he's he sees Christ. Yes. He sees Christ's righteousness. He puts on his his Jesus lens and that's what that's who he sees when yeah, he looks exactly. at, at us. He doesn't see our righteousness because we don't have We're not righteous. Right? We're given Christ's righteousness. Mm-hmm. He looks right. at us and he sees his perfect unblemished son. Yeah. In, in the righteousness that we're given. And because of that, we're free to live by faith in the son of God who loved us and gave himself up for us. So to, I think a lot of people say, you know, when you're saved, then still yet, if you, you don't have to try to do all these laws and stuff because right. then you're still just spitting back on the work that Christ did on the cross. Mm-hmm. But that's not true. Actually, now you're free to be obedient to the to those laws. You're free to want to please God because right. you're already counted righteous. You can live to the righteousness you have already received to to want to please him. Your desires have changed. You want to now do what pleases God because you have been given a righteousness. It says Romans 6, 1 and 2 says, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Yeah. So through our 
through this faith that we've we've been given, our like you've said, our heart's desires have changed. We're we're working for Christ, so we shouldn't we shouldn't say, well, oh, well, I've got I've got great, so I I just do whatever I want. Exactly. I'll, I'll it's seek, not a free I'll seek pass forgiveness to just later. do whatever you want. Mm. It's a free pass to live in obedience. Exactly. It, exactly. it gives you the power, and we're still going to blow it. Of course, we're still every day blow it. Every but day. that doesn't mean you just start over. Right. No, when God looks at you, He still sees Christ's still righteousness, sees Christ. and you're going to feel guilty, and you're going to want want to please Him. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to live in obedience, right? Because because you're free to do so because you've already been given God's right. righteousness, and our our works are coming from our faith. So we've yes. talked about, we've said several times on this podcast, is that a lot a big um, I guess uh, um, how people misconstrue it is that works are the root of our salvation. That's yeah. where it comes from, but that's that's not the scriptural reality here. Our our works are the fruit of our salvation because of our because of the imputed righteousness of Christ, His yeah. giving His righteousness to us. Um, and a lot of times, people like to point to James. Uh, chapter 2 verse 26 where it says for as the body apart from the spirit is dead so also faith apart from works is dead and they they twist and contort that and make it seem as though because you don't have the works then you're not saved if you if you don't have any works you're not saved and that they will say that those works is what's saving you and then uh, you know uh, our pastor's wife she'll always say that she used to believe this, and she was like, "Well, you know, I hope I hope I can, I die on a good day because you could be yeah. having a great day. You could be f- being as obedient as you could be, uh, witnessing to people, you being worshipful, so on and so forth. And then the next day, you wake up and it's just it's just the total opposite. And it's like, well, hopefully you don't die. Hopefully you don't die on that day because then you've lost yeah. your salvation. And again, what a what a horrible way to to view God." Because that's that doesn't I would say that's not that's not a merciful God that's not a God who loves us loves us if that's if that were true but that's not true that's not the right. case we have we have faith um, we've been we've been given faith we have Christ and so I think it's so important to to fight against that whenever you hear something like that because yeah. that's not that's and not that's true your, and that's your standing with God right right if if you have to add anything. If you have to do anything to right. be in right standing with God, that's when we say then you are adding to the cross. You right. are you are instituting a salvation by works. Right. And as Paul says in Galatians, if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no reason. Right. No reason. Right. Right. You, if you add anything to the cross, to Christ's work on Whether the cross, then it's a salvation by works. Baptism. But now you're free to live in obedience. Mm-hmm. It's the fruit. It's the result of. Right, right, and and you're free to do so, not because you're trying to earn your salvation, mm-hmm. or not because you're trying to earn a a good standing before you God are, to be. You justified. have a desire to be obedient and exactly. to please God and to glorify Him, soli deo gloria, exactly. all to the glory of God. Exactly, that becomes your ultimate desire, and then you also have that desire to share the gospel with other people because you too were once dead in sin, and you realized God God gave you faith. He poured his grace out on your life you saw that you were a sinner you saw how your eternal life was at stake and you you want to share that with other people because yeah. you want them to experience the same freedom and grace and and just 
all the amazing things that come through faith in Christ, you want them to experience that too. So again, because you love them, right? Not love like right. just love, man. Right. Yeah, God is love, but man. you love them like Jesus did, right. right? You love them in a love that is founded in reality and founded in truth and founded right. in the person of God. Absolutely. So yeah, sol, sola fide. Sola fide. Through folks. faith alone are we justified. Through faith alone do we receive salvation and the righteousness of God. And are free then to live in obedience, not because we're trying to earn just our justification, right. but because we are already justified. Amen. <laughs> yep. Amen, brother. So what do you think some of the opposition to sola fide would be? Um, I, I would think there there's much of it today. I mean, I'm, obviously there was a lot of resistance through through tradition, or else this mm-hmm. wouldn't have been re spurred up in the Reformation. I mean, I think I think we see it in some Catholic theology that sure. the salvation by works. I I feel like that's that's one of the biggest things. Um, and then I and think that's not to say that Catholics don't believe in in faith. Right. That's yeah, the thing no. about the solace too is the the issue that Catholicism has with each one of them is the alone. Right. They remove that part. The Catholics are cool with Scripture being an authority in the mm-hmm. Christian life. They're right. cool with faith being mm-hmm. an instrument through which God gives us His righteousness. Yep. They're cool with uh, grace that mm-hmm. God gives it gives us it as a gift. Mm-hmm. They're cool with um, what was it? All to the glory of God. Yeah, they're cool that, being in that Christ. The glory is given to God, and they're mm-hmm. cool that Christ's work on the cross was right. needed because. But there's a lot of other things. But that they, they but on. they they won't see them alone. They add right. on to something to each one. Mm-hmm. It's not Scripture alone. You've got the popes and the councils and tradition the church and the church you've mm-hmm. got it's not grace alone you've got you know you've got something to do with it because you right. worked also towards your salvation mm-hmm. it's not faith alone because you also have to have works to go mm-hmm. on with it some actions right it's not to the glory of god alone because if you work in it a little bit then you get a little bit of the glory right too, right and and i mean that's uh, and, un- and it's un-biblical. not Christ alone because as paul said if any works are added to it, then Christ died for no reason. Right, and thank God that you know that that's not the case. That none of that is true because in our depravity, we're never we're never going to seek God. Yeah, the Bible is very clear on that. The only way that you seek God is that He's given He's given you that He has softened your heart to Him. Um, so thank God for that because otherwise, we're we're doomed. Yeah, and period. And what. I forgot the exact passage, but there's a passage um, in the Gospels where some men come to Jesus and they say, they call him good. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, no one is good but God. Mm-hmm. Right? So we obviously know that Jesus is good because he's God right. and he fulfilled the law. But mm-hmm. to say that none of us can be good, mm-hmm. nobody. Right. Even the most saintly Seemingly person good. ever. Yeah. Is not good. We're all capable of evil. We're all we are all are evil. Right. We're born into it, and and that James says, if you break one piece of the law, you broke the whole thing. Right. So nobody is good. Right. I like I don't know how about how y'all are doing, but I know that I struggle with God's yeah. law every day of my life. Yeah, for so sure. hopefully y'all are doing better than me. But we're not we're not upholding the whole thing. Yeah. So so we have to put faith in the only good person. Right. To be looked at as good. Right. So I think, I think the only, or I think the most, I I can't find the right terms here. (laughs) 
the uh, most widespread opposition to sola fide is, I mean, it, to sum up, a, a gospel of works. Mm-hmm. That you have to add works to it. Yes. But, I, I mean, we live in the Bible Belt, right? The, the Bible Belt. The Bible Whoop Belt. Do, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I think there is a pervasive underlying theme of salvation by works. Hmm. Even in Protestant churches. Really? That you still have to do stuff mm-hmm. that, like as you say, a lot of people point to James, not just Catholics, but to people to say. Mm-hmm. And and there is a way that you can look at people's, I mean, do they look, are they changed? Have they transformed? Right. As mm-hmm. you say, your, your works are a fruit of your salvation, but right. you don't do anything in it. And I think right. even growing up in like Baptist churches in East Tennessee, there's a slight bit of like, you know, yeah, you need to have faith in what Christ did, but like, you know, what are you doing? Or almost like faith in and of itself is is a work. Mm, sure. That you have to do something to, to even have faith. Right. Mm-hmm. But no, your faith is given to you by God right. as an instrument through which he gives you his righteousness mm-hmm. and you're saved and justified. So I think there's kind of like an underlying, you still have stuff to do, and then if you fall into sin, well, you just blew it. Right. And you need to go, you know, pray the prayer. Yeah, exactly. Tell somebody. But no, you're free to to live in obedience because you're already righteous mm-hmm. in God's eyes. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. I think there it is a little bit sense. of that. It's ha- dangerous. I haven't encountered that, but I I would believe you. I I definitely could see that being uh, a prominent thing because, unfortunately, folks, people don't read their Bibles. In today's day and age, and when you don't do that, you fall to the wayside. And Why you, do they need to read their Bible, brother, in the Bible Belt? <laughs> right, dude. It just comes with. They're you're born, just into, born the into it, right? You just, you know, every word. Yeah, it's just all there. But my preacher said birth. one time, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Um, was he reading his Bible? <laughs> <laughs> Debatable. Yeah. So, um, I guess that's. I guess is that all you got? Anything else got. to add? Um, right. Just make sure subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, check out the website. The website is up. So all episodes of the podcast will be on there um, in video format. Um, hopefully, we we hope to be getting some blog posts mm-hmm. up there. And once I've got, finally I've got, something, okay, send it to me. All right. I've got, one cook, <laughs> I've got one cooking up. I've been thinking about okay, something. Okay, awesome. So, yeah, we'll get some blog posts up and some resource pages for each sola mm-hmm. and the gospel um, that we've talked about before. Also, there's a contact form on the website. So if you have a theme suggestion or a topic suggestion yep, for question, an episode or a question anything, anything. or anything, just a response to the to the podcast, go on the website, AverageJoeTheology.com. Go to contact, put in your name, send us your question. Okay? We'll answer it, or if it's a topic for the show, we'll... We'll, we'll address it. We'll address it. May not make a whole episode on it, but we will talk about it. But yeah, check us out. Follow us on Twitter at AverageJoeTheo. That's pretty much it. All right. Subscribe on the YouTube. <laughs> on the YouTubes. Well, our camera damn, made it the whole episode. Damn internets. Huh? Our, our camera didn't die this week. I know. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we, we will be back next week with a new episode covering episode Sola five. Gratia. We just pick them, we just pick them on a whim. Yeah. So we're, we're flying by the seat of our pants, folks. Yeah. And if, if Sola Fide is the doctrine on which the church stands or falls, 
Sola Gratia is the church on, or is the doctrine <laughs> on which Sola Fide stands or falls. <laughs> <laughs> They're building blocks. We got to yeah. put them on piece at a time here. They are. Okay, well, we'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for tuning in.